You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the last leadership podcast of the year. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Um, My prayer is always that this podcast is a blessing to you, to your teams, and to uh, your organizational culture. I'm very excited about today's talk. It's the last staff meeting of the year uh, for us here at City Light Church. And I talked to the team about the blessing of work, seeing work spiritually, seeing work biblically, seeing work uh, the way that God sees it. And uh, I'm just believing it's going to really help you. And uh, especially for you who are millennials and even more Gen Z, I'm really excited for you to hear this. I am going to be a little bit controversial. I'm not trying to be controversial and I'm, and I'm really not trying to be political. I'm not trying to come across as a conservative or trying to represent a certain political party. But I do talk about socialism. I define it and um, I show some of the issues with it. And as socialism is becoming more and more of a mainstream idea and more and more of a reality um, in people's mind, it's Um, I felt like it was just important to address, especially as it pertains to work and the kingdom of God. So listen with an open heart and uh, I pray this whole talk is a blessing to you. Pray your Christmas is awesome and we will see you in 2022. I want to tell you as well um, that we just released a brand new single called Lamb of God. You can find that wherever music is streamed, City Light Worship, and the new song is called Lamb of God features J.R. Aquino, who's our worship leader, as well as our friend Anna Golden from Dallas, Texas. And then at the beginning of 2022, early January, we will be releasing uh, my preaching masterclass. It's two hours of content all about preaching. It's going to be $49, and I believe it's going to be a huge blessing to you, so be on the lookout for that. All right, enjoy the podcast. We'll see you soon. Okay, let's let's get into this. I want to talk about work today. How fun is this, huh? This is going to be great. Everyone's like, oh, cool. Work. Number one. Work is a gift. Work is a gift. How you see work will 100 percent determine your success in life, your prosperity, your finances, uh, your favor, how you see work will will 100% determine your life. And when I when I say work, I don't just talk about just a job. I I would I would even go as far as to say like hard things in general, how you see challenge, how you see 
just like how you see how you see raising kids, how you see is going to 100% not only affect your work, but will affect the production of your work. So if work is a necessary evil, then it'll never be blessed. If work is a necessary evil, then it'll never be blessed. So a lot of, most people think of work as a necessary evil. I, I, I have to do it because I want money. And then you've just cursed. Well, I, I, I guess I have to do this because I want, so, so work becomes a means to an end and it is to a certain degree because yes, we don't do what we do for free, but it, cannot just be a means to an end. You actually have to find the value in it for what it for what it is from God to you, a gift from God. So um, Genesis chapter two, I love I love the the first verbiage that God uses. God plants a garden. God plants a garden. Doesn't speak Eden into existence. He plants it. I think this is really cool because he's spoken, 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 spoken. And then now for Eden, he plants it. So think about this. He's created trees. He's created seed. He's created water. Uh, he's created light. He's created all things. And now if, if you could imagine this in your sanctified imagination and in, and in God's sanctified imagination, he has all this, but now he takes the trees and he plants them and he takes the seed and he plants them and he takes the water and he pours it out. He, he, um, you could almost see him because the, the Bible said that, that Eden was surrounded by four rivers. He, he now is digging out the rivers with his, he plants the garden. I think this is really cool. So God who needs nothing, God, who can speak everything into existence, chooses to use his hands to create. Then he does this in verse 15. Then the Lord took, so he takes Adam, took the man and put him in the garden. So now he even plants the man in the garden. And here, and for two reasons. And you will never get away from this. So if you ever want to get away from this, you can't to work it, and to take care of it. So your Eden, your family, your children, your money, your gifting, you have to work it and you have to take care of it. You, can't, you, you cannot retire from that because if you ever retire from that responsibility, you'll lose it. Ooh, I'm really glad I'm recording right now. This is good. If you don't work your Eden and take care of your Eden, Adam, you'll lose your Eden. And isn't that what he did? Because he didn't work and because he didn't take care of, because that was his job. It wasn't Eve's job. It was Adam's job. The snake comes in. Adam had a responsibility to take care of Eden. He had a responsibility to remove Satan, to remove the serpent, to remove the angel, to, to remove the demon. That was, that was his job. So because he did not do his job, 
Because he did not work Eden and take care of Eden, he lost Eden. And so whatever you don't value, you lose. Whatever, whatever you don't work, you lose. Whatever you don't take care of, you lose. Uh, I talked about this in the past, but I was thinking, again, just about Joel Sims. Remember when Jesus, Jesus cursed the fig tree, and Joel taught this. Uh, Jesus curses the fig tree. They come back the next day, and the disciples are shocked that the tree is dead. And Joel said, of course it was dead. You, ne- you should never expect life from what you're cursing. Okay. <laughs> this is like job 101. You, you can never expect life from what you're cursing. You can never expect life from a church that you curse. You can never expect life from a relationship you curse. You can never expect life from a child you curse. You can never expect... You, you, if, if, you, if you're not working it and take caring, taking care of it, you will lose it. If you curse it, it will die. And so Jesus goes, of course, of course it's dead. And, and if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain. And so the, the, the principle is the same. Adam, you have to work it. And Adam, you have to take care of it. By the way, this is before sin. Before Satan uh, came into the, this is before Eve, this is before temptation. These are gifts from God to his people. This work is not a punishment. So does anyone remember what the punishment was? The toil, the sweat, the, the, uh, the briars, the thorns. So after sin, God goes, no, you still have to work. But now you're going to have to do it with the sweat of your brow. You're going to have to do it. There's going to, there's going to be more conflict to it, but, you're, but you still can't get away from it. So, so work to God was not, and this is why, by the way, the Jewish people are so successful because they take this stuff literally. They take texts like this literally, and they still live this way. This is why a lot of wealthy people, if you ever meet them, they have Jewish last names or have connections to, to Hebrew roots. Why? Because they, they see this as a gift. And they actually, and they see possessions and money as a gift. So where, where the Europeans embraced Catholicism and went poverty, the East and the Near East embraced prosperity. And, you, and just think about it for a second. Just think about, just think about uh, the Middle East. Just think about the Near East. Just think about um, Singapore and China. And I mean, you just think, you just think about the money that they've embraced. Okay. Work is a gift. Am I making myself clear so far? Ephesians chapter four twenty eight. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Ephesians 4.28, but must work. Doing something useful with their hands that they may have something to share with those in need. So people are taking advantage of the generosity of the church. People are living off the church. People are living off of the, the generosity of, of, of the giving family. And Paul goes, guys, you actually have to work. You have to do something useful that 
they may have something to share. So Paul says, I don't want, I don't want you to be a taker. I want you to be a giver. Now, this is a work mentality 101 that every person in this room right now, you are in one of these two categories. Right now you are. Even, your, your mentality right now is either I need or I give. You're, you're either waiting for a handout. Like I know people with a, with a handout mentality who work 60 hours a week and they, and they still want, yeah. right? So it's a, this is a mentality thing. Um, you, you have to get to the point where you, you embrace, am I going to be the thief? And just mentally, am I going to be the thief? Like spiritually, am I going to be the thief? Am I going to have a poverty mentality that is constantly looking for the handout? Or am I going to be the one who has something to share with those in need? This is a, this is a, this is the difference between a prosperity mentality and a poverty mentality, between a, an abundant spirit and a poverty spirit. Man, if someone would just give me, man, if someone would just give me a check, man, if someone would just buy me a car, man, if someone would just do that for me, well, if some, and what, and you'll just, you'll, you'll get into this to such a level and you'll end up robbing yourself of what God has for you because you're like waiting for a handout. And I had, to, I had to get to this point where you just, like, like no one is coming. Like, I'm it. <laughs> this is it. And, you know, so it's, it's a, and it's a weird balance because like we're going to be able to give Goldie generational wealth and I'm really excited about that. And yet in, in, a, in certain ways, I'm excited. I'm, I'm grateful that we had to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have to figure out how to give her generational wealth and make her work. <laughs> and I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, but but there was a side to, in our 20s, I, you ha, I, I had to work. I had to, we couldn't quit. We couldn't, like, this is it. There is, there, there, is, there is no call to dad to say, we just need you to float us 10 grand for the month. Like, we just didn't have it. Or, or a grand. <laughs> or a Hunsky. I mean, nothing. We didn't have it. So we had to, so we had to embrace that. And you all have to embrace that of like, no one's going to give me anything. Now, if someone does, great. But that's not, like, I'm not living on that. I'm not limited by that. No one is my source. God is my source. And I'm not, I am not going to live my life stealing. Like, I'm not going to live with this mentality. Okay, because like, I wasn't actually stealing Right, like he wasn't going into church with a gun. Like, where's the safe? Like, no, he was, he was just, he was mooching. He got a mooching spirit. He got a. Okay, so what's your mentality? What's your mentality around the check at dinner? What's your ment? What's your mentality? What's your mentality with those gas prices? What's your mentality? Just, just think about that. like how do you. Don't don't let that thing get on you. 
Okay, work is a gift. Number two, work is worth it. Work is worth it. So let's, let's, let's hop in a quick Bible study real quick. Um, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, we'll start at verse 14. Now, this is a, a um, you've heard of the parable of the talents. For, so for Americans, we hear that and we think talent means like talent, like, uh, you know, your ability to do, that's not, it's, uh, it was the name for money back then. Okay, so just so you understand, this isn't about talent. But, I'll, but I will say this, it's about opportunity. God gives you money, gifting, relationships, opportunities. Um, he, he lets us live in America. Like, <laughs> now we have to do something with that. Again, this is verse 14, Matthew 25, 14. It will be like a man going on a journey. Jesus is on a journey. He's in heaven, we're here, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So think about this. He's there, we're here, and we've been entrusted gifts, talents, abilities, money, opportunity, anointing, skills. He's entrusted that to us. To the one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, to another one bag of gold, each one according to his ability. Then he went on the journey, and that's where we are right now. So why, you know, why can Brandon draw and play music and make coffee and golf and, ugh, I don't know, but he's a, he's a five, he's a five gold guy in seeing and so he's a five gold guy. So each one according to his ability. So you don't all, you know, we don't all have to be able, you know, to do multiple things, but the point is we all have been given opportunities. The one who had received five bags, he went at once and put his money to work, gained five more. The one with two bags, he gained two more. But the one who had received one bag went off, dug it in a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. He did nothing with opportunity. So after a long time, the master comes back. We've seen all this, okay? Here's what I want to get to that is even important culturally. Um, the man with one does nothing with it, right? Here is the master's response, verse 26, where Matthew 25, 26, his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Now notice, he didn't take the gold and blow it on blow, <laughs> on drugs, on alcohol, on, he didn't go gamble it away. He didn't, he didn't go, man, I just got tempted one night. No, he gave it back to him. If you give God back what he gave you, God calls it wicked and lazy. If you don't multiply what he gave you, it's wicked and lazy. So if your ministry is at a plateau, you are wicked and lazy. How about that? If our money was plateaued, it would be a sign that we're wicked and lazy. If our growth was plateaued, it would be a sign that we're wicked and lazy. If our, well, I mean, it's, you know, we're holding on. No. God's demand is multiplication. So, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. At least got some interest. Like you could put a Wells Fargo and at least got like five cents over the year. Like something. 
right? Something. You could have done something. So take this bag of gold from him. Now, this is the ultimate slap in the face, by the way, to socialism. Look at this. And give it to the one with 10 bags. This is the exact opposite of the, of the progressive, I won't say all Democrats, but the progressive Democrats in our nation that are pushing socialism. Because they want the guy with 10 bags to give to the guy with one bag. And God does the exact opposite thing. He goes, no, 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 give the guy with one bag, give it to the 10. Well, that's not fair. Well, it's in the, it's in the Bible. Throw okay. And these oh, by the way, you know, I was talking Sunday about the red letter heresy. Ain't nobody reading this scripture. <laughs> nobody, no, not one progressive TikToker is reading verse thirty. Throw this worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I haven't heard one deconstructor read that text. <laughs> okay. And these are, this is red, by the way. That's, that's in red. Okay. All that to say, <laughs> heavy, whatever God entrusts you with, our responsibility is to multiply it, to expand it, to grow it, to work at it, to fight for it, to give it our best. I thought even as I, as I threw that little crack at socialism, I thought it would be important for you guys to, to actually know what that means. It is a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. This is the actual definition of socialism, that the community owns everything, okay? That has never happened. You want to know why? Because the government owns it. So just so you know. Well, like in Switzerland, you know, you have some ignorant person. They own nothing. The government owns everything. North Korea, the government owns, you know, that's, that's beyond socialism now, into communism. But socialism is communism with lipstick on. Okay? Socialism is just sugar-powdered communism. Everyone looks like an equal but it's because those in power have everything. So just so you understand, when we're talking about in America, you, you hear these ideas about socialism and you might go, oh, that kind of makes sense, that's actually good. It's, it's, it's charity when you decide to give it. It's slavery when the government decides. Does that make sense? So. So does the idea of, wow, the whole community owns it. Yeah, that's really cool. That happened in Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Everyone led by the Holy Spirit gave. That's generosity. But when the government comes in and goes, every, you know, however much money's represented in this room, now everyone just makes 10000 a year. Now, if we decide that, that's one thing. If the government decides it, that's another thing. That's what socialism is. They decide. And they, and they don't do it by putting a gun to your head. They do it by taxation. So just so you under, you know, 
you know, you're listening to your progressive friend going, well, man, maybe that's actually kind of cool. It's not cool. We want limited government. <laughs> just in general, we want, okay, so just, I'm not like trying to, I am making a political stand because I never thought in America we would have to ever even address socialism. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? And now, now you do. So uh, America with all of its warts and all of its pimples and all of its crap, we, we have seen in the last 18 months we're the last free nation. We're it. Period. We're it. Okay? Um, and because in other countries that look free, they will take everything from you. Because you have no rights. And we're, and we're finding that out. So I just think it's important for us to understand that. Um, and, and, and so, so it's, it's, socialism is dangerous because no one owns anything. The government does. And, and second, it punishes the successful through taxation. So the more successful you are, you don't get to decide what to do with your wealth. The government decides what to do with your wealth. That's, that's, why we, that's why voting actually matters and that's why when you hear things about freedom and things about, like it is important to understand this um, because like I, and, and, and I'll say this, like, you know, we talk about free, uh, free education, free education. There should be free education. Cool, make the colleges that have billions of dollars give you free education. Why do I have to pay for it? That, does that make sense? Like, if you want free education, I want you to have free... <laughs> you go figure that out. <laughs> but don't make the, the, the non-educated, self-made, God-made man pay for your education. Right? Like, I'll, like if, you, if, you know, you go tell UNLV that they're greedy... And don't pay your bill. But don't demand the person that doesn't even know you pay you the bill. That, okay, so this is all where we're at right now. We need free education. What are we talking about? It's not free. I pay for it. My tax bracket pays for it. Right? And by the way, and Elon doesn't pay for it because they have so many loopholes. They're not paying. Jeff Bezos isn't paying for it. I'm paying for it. This is, okay, sorry. The reason socialism is so dangerous, not, not only does it strip our work ethic, and it does, because I have to now make decisions on, do I even want to jump? Do I even want to make more? Because the government's just going to take more. And so what socialism it eventually does is it, it strips the middle class. Right? This is... And America is only America because of the middle class. Like what makes us the land of the opportunity is that you can go out and you can make 100 grand a year, 200 grand a year, 80 grand a year, 500 grand a year, you know, depending on where that margin of middle class is. And you can go buy a home and you can get an education and you can create generational wealth like on not a lot of money. That's the dream. That is the American dream. That's why... 
for some of us, our grandparents or our parents, or that's why they came, they came here for that, not to become multimillionaires, not, not to become billionaires. They came to make a hundred grand a year and create generational wealth. In socialism, you lose that whole thing because the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Right? And so, and, it, and what it does for us is it de, uh, de-incentivizes. De- de-incentivize. <laughs> It takes away, it takes away our drive to work. <laughs> we lose our, our uh, we, we, we lose it because it's like, well, why, well, why make more? Well, I'm just going to have to give that back to the government. And then, and so this is the exact opposite of what we just read in, in Matthew 25. Which Jesus is going, I want you to go make more. I want you to multiply. I want you. And I will actually bless you for it. Yeah. Yeah. So none of that is me being a Republican conservative. Okay, what I just said. We are, we are bordering now for the first time in a, in a very real way where it's not just a few radical progressives. This is like you turn on the TV and this is what's being talked about, right? So this is different now. I, I remember when AOC started rising up five years ago and I remember calling a Democrat friend of mine and going, this is dangerous. Like Bernie's dangerous, AOC's dangerous. Like I, I was like, and he goes, oh my gosh, she'll be around for 15 minutes of fame, she'll be gone. And we recently talked and I go, it's been a long five year, 15 minutes of fame. And now she's got a squad. <laughs> and, and Bernie's not going anywhere. And this is actually permeating our mentality. So, so that radical, those radical progressive um, economic ideas are, are not going away. It's now on CNN. It's now on MSNBC. It's now on Fox News. Like it's in front of us now. That's why this is, that's why this all matters. Well, praise the Lord. You didn't come for that. Let's keep moving. Okay. Does that make sense? So I'm not being, okay, my hat's not red. Okay. I'm not like being some, you know, don't think I'm like trying to bring politics into this. I'm saying we are, our, our nation as more and more is embracing socialistic ideas and that is dangerous and it's, and it's dangerous to what we're talking about because it is, it is stripping us of our work ethic. Because why work hard when someone can just give me something? So Proverbs 21.5, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. But hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And that, that is 100% the, where we're at. Let me, let me try to get a handout. Let me try to get a shortcut. Let me try to hit it big. Let me try to win the Powerball. Let me, always leads to poverty. That's, that was Proverbs 21.5. How about Proverbs 12.11? Those who work their land will have abundant food. Those who chase fantasies have no sense. How about, that was Proverbs 12.11. How about Proverbs 13.14? Lazy people want much but get little. 
but those who work hard will prosper. One more, Proverbs 14, 23. Hard work always pays off, but mere talk puts no bread on the table. Somebody say, pass the bread, pass the bread, pass the bread. Hallelujah. I'm trying to be more churchy because y'all are freaking out on me. <laughs> All right. So, work is worth it. Number three, work is worship. And I'm done with this one. Work is worship. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you might do, work from the soul as unto the Lord, not to men. Work from the soul. Man, I love that idea. You're not just clocking in, clocking out. You're working from the soul. I don't like my job working from the soul. Why can I work from the soul? Because it's unto the Lord, not to man. So, what keeps your job from just getting monotonous and boring and feeling insignificant, whether that, again, whether that's raising babies or running companies or filling out a card or making a guest call or, or preaching a sermon, how can I work from the soul? It's because it's unto the Lord, not to men. We'll read that same scripture now, King James. And whatsoever you do, do it Heartily, I love that. Yeah. Heartily, as to the Lord and not unto men. Do it heartily. Do it from your heart. Do it from your soul. Say it with your chest, right? Work is worship <clears throat> because it's unto the Lord. Work is worship because it's a gift from God. Work is worship because it's something he's entrusted me with. And my, my, my future, my finance, my will all flow from my mentality about work. My finances, my future, my favor, my abundance, my attitude will all flow from my, from my mindset, from my attitude about work. How do I, how I see work, how I see um, necessary things, how I see hard things, how I see challenging things, how I see, how I see responsibility will directly affect the quality of my life. And so it's a big deal. It matters. And, um, and, and there's a joy in it where you actually enjoy, there's a, a very healthy, good sense of pride that you can only experience working. In Jesus' name, amen.